Hello and welcome to the Small Business School. My name is Craig Staley, 20-year retail veteran, e-commerce practitioner, and entrepreneur. Each week, I will interview a new small business owner that we can learn from to take our businesses to the next level. Now, let's go. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Small Business School. My guest today is Ashley Marie, a soap maker and owner of Ashley Marie Soap in St. George, Utah. Ashley talked a lot about a mentor that really impacted not only her business, but her life. One of the greatest lessons this mentor taught her is to pay it forward by helping others and don't be afraid of the competition. She also shared a resource for small businesses that can help you with anything from incorporating your business and doing your taxes to possibly paying for you to go to a conference or helping you with continuing education. This is a discussion you're not going to want to miss, so let me get right to our guest. All right, I'd like to welcome my guest, uh, Ashley from Ashley Marie Soap, owner of Ashley Marie Soap. How are you today, Ashley? Hi, Craig. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good, too. Um, so maybe you could start off and give the listeners a little background on on you, yourself. What What's your background? Okay. Um, so I was born and raised in Chihuahua, Mexico, and, uh, and uh, in a small American community. And my, my parents are American. We have dual citizenship. And um, I, when I graduated from high school, I moved out to the States. I went to college out here. I graduated from college, lived out here for like eight years. And then I moved home. I was working as an interpreter in Phoenix, Arizona, and I did not like my job at all. And mm-hmm. I did not like nine to five jobs. So I was like, okay, I'm moving home. Like this opportunity came up for me to live in my sister's home and t- uh, just like house watch her home. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Mexico for two years. And when I was down there, um, uh, I got a job working as a secretary, um, in my hometown, people, what they do for a living is they grow pecans and they ship them all over the world. And so I was working at, uh, for this, this, uh, man that has a lot, a huge pecan business. And I just did, uh, did secretarial work, but I did not like my job either. I was just not happy there. I, I, I realized that about myself when I was down there, how much I don't like 95 jobs. It's just hard for me. Cause I feel like I, I love to be creative and, mm-hmm. Well, I was living down there and I just, I have a huge family. My mom had a lot of kids. I have 12 brothers and sisters and every Christmas I like to buy everybody a Christmas gift and all my uh, in-laws. And mm-hmm. so I had in my mind to buy Christmas gifts and, or sorry, to make Christmas gifts. I wanted, I didn't want to buy them. I felt like, okay, if I spend $30 on every person, like what do you buy for $30 that they're going to love? Like that they can use, like. Every year it was like a scarf, some scarves, uh, you know, a beanie or some socks, nothing special, you know? Yeah. So I was just on Instagram one day, like in October, and I think this was in 2015. It was October of 2015. And one of my girlfriends from college, she had made handmade soap and she posted it on her Instagram. And I just like got so inspired. I was like, if she can do that, I know I can. I had always bought handmade soap. My family, my mom was always into natural healing. Um, she always, uh, used like natural remedies whenever we were Mm -hmm. sick, growing up, things like that. So we all already ate a lot of, um, homemade food. We always made our own homemade bread, like milk, 
cheese. My mom always made her own cheese. We had milking cows. So I was already into the natural world, but nobody had ever made handmade soap in my hometown. So I, I got so inspired. I had no idea how, to, how it was made. I, I didn't have a clue. Well, I got online and started reading and it was a little scary at first. I felt like um, you have to use lye, which lye could make you go blind if it splashes in your eyes. And there's all these uh, like precautions that they tell you, like, you know, you have to cover your whole body, wear gloves, cover your face. Like, so I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> so scary. And anyways, I got on Amazon and I bought a book because um, I was reading about it online, just, you know, trying to see how handmade soap is made. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, okay, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. Like, so I got online, I ordered a book on Amazon called Soap Making for Beginners. And um, I ordered the basic ingredients and the book showed up. And I remember the first time I made soap, um, I blew up a bowl. It literally blew up like five feet in the air. And <laughs> it was, I screamed so loud. If somebody would have recorded me at that time, they would have, I would have been on America's Sony at somebody. So, so knowing what you know now, how, how did it blow up? <laughs> um, the reason why I blew up is because lye heats up so, so, so much. Like when you mix lye, because it comes in powder form, but when you mix it in water, mm-hmm. it heats up to like 380 degrees. So in the book, it, it says, make sure. Like I read the whole thing. I mean, all the precautions, like how to, how to be safe, like safety goggles. I had the whole works on. I had my arms, legs, boots on. I had no skin, exposed, <laughs> you know? Um, but thankfully, it, yeah, but luckily none of the lies splashed out anywhere. It was just crazy, but it said not to use um, any dishes or to use dishes that can withstand heat. So it said, use a dish that um, you can put in the oven that gets, that can get hot. Mm-hmm. So I just got in, in the, in the pantry. I was living at my sister's house and she had all these random dishes and I grabbed a casserole dish because I didn't want to use her big bread bowls. So I just got the small dish. I was making like only eight bars of soap, just a small batch and um so the casserole dish i don't know what like kind of chemistry was going on but i know that the casserole dish even though it could sustain or withstand heat it couldn't withstand that much it was too hot 380 degrees so the whole top of the casserole dish blew off up and slammed on the ground and broke and the lye water just stayed in the bowl like it didn't didn't move break nothing the bowl where the lie was touching did not break just the top did like i don't know what went on right there but something crazy so (laughs) after that i use just stainless steel bowls always now like and it's now i've learned so much about just even not using other kind of metals like aluminum like absolutely no aluminum and because the lie can eat through any of those kind of metals like it's Mm. really really strong but people are afraid of that and i guess i'll talk about that later on when we're talking but anyway so um, so from there, um, I remember I made, I still made the soap that night and I went to bed. I, I, I was nervous, like, Hey, how, what's going on? I mean, cause I use like really good oils and olive oil, coconut oil. And I didn't know how to use essential oils. I just dumped a bunch of essential oils and I didn't measure it. I was just like going with it. And I remember the next morning I woke up and went into the laundry room because I had all the soap sitting on the counter there and it, it was set up like it was hard. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I just, it was so rewarding. Like I couldn't believe I'd made soap. It was awesome. So anyways, um, from there, I, it was just so exciting. And I made a few more batches of soap and uh, soap has to cure for about four weeks before you can sell it. And so 
I had it curing. Nobody knew I'd made it. Like it was a big surprise. So it was just a huge hit. My family on Christmas day, like it was so fun giving my family a gift that I made. Like it's so fun giving people gifts that you're proud of, like something mm-hmm. that they're going to love. Um, it was just so amazing. So they were all just so shocked and it was just so awesome. So once Christmas ended and the holidays were over, I just decided, okay, like that was so cool. I want to make a few more batches and just see if I can sell them in my hometown on Facebook. Like, cause mm-hmm. you know, how they have groups on Facebook in your hometown where you can just like add stuff to your, like now it's like a lot more advanced Facebook is, but five years ago it wasn't. Anyways. So, um, I made a few batches and I just posted it on Facebook and within like two days I had sold all the batches. I remember my first sell, the first ba- batch of soap or the first sell I ever made, a lady came over and bought 12 bars of soap and I didn't know how to price it. I, I, I like $5 a bar is too expensive. And I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just like $3 a bar. Now I realize like I should have said five, <laughs> but uh, like, was, do the math on the ingredients and you're yeah, probably way under. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm just like, yeah, well $3 a bar. And Anyways, she bought 12 bars and it was just like amazing. I, I was, I, I was just so happy. I, I so fulfilled. Like I couldn't believe I had a product that sold. And mm-hmm. so like, within two days, all the batches I had made were gone. And after that, I just kept, I started making more and more and I just posted it. And I started just posting the handmade soap on my Instagram, like on my personal Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I never really thought like anything. I didn't have all these desires to make a business or anything like that. I kept working my other job and I, as time went on, so I did the soap making just for a hobby for two years. I, and I did sign up for a couple of trade shows. And I remember my first trade show, a lady from my hometown told me about it. It was in El Paso, Texas. And my family growing up, they always would travel to El Paso to go shopping and grocery shopping, go to Sam's club. Mm-hmm. Like so it wasn't a far drive. It was only three hours. We live, we live three hours from the border. Um, so I, uh, she told me about this festival or this market, like a Christmas market in El Paso. And I got so excited. I signed up for it. They accepted me and I went to that market and I didn't do that good. I, I, but I learned so much. And when I was there, I met a lady that told me about the national finals rodeo in Las Vegas. And uh, she told me how much my soap would sell there, that they have all these markets, cowboy Christmas and the Mandalay Bay. So I just like was so intrigued. I love, I I'm a country I love riding horses and all that. So the NFR is like a big deal for me. I just love going. I mean, now I love going because I've gone so many times. Mm-hmm. But like the, I had never even heard about having boots or anything there. So that just kind of put a little light bulb in my head. But I still didn't go like it was too late um, in the year to even think about going to that. But so for a whole year after that, the whole next year, I would buy like random ingredients and just I'd go a few months without making soap. And then also I'd make some and post it on Facebook again and things like that. And then, um, but I didn't really, I realize now that I didn't research enough. You know, my recipes weren't that great. Like mm-hmm. I kept following the same recipe in the book, but mixing it up. And I realize now that if I'm going to use like, let's say olive oil, coconut oil, um, uh, shea butter, things like that. I, if I'm going to use that, then there's a, uh, there's a certain amount of lye required to saponify those oils and make them into soap. But if I'm going to use palm oil and all these other oils, you have to use a different quantity of lye. And I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So I kept just like substituting oils. And so sometimes the bars were really hard and sometimes they were really gooey and sometimes they were really, uh, uh, drying and, mm-hmm. uh, just different things. I, I just, Oh my goodness. For a while there, I didn't, I kind of was just messing around. Like I didn't research enough. That's, 
anyways, but so after, um, after about, uh, a year, I signed up for the NFR in Vegas, but I was still working my job and my boss let me go. I borrowed my brother's truck. I made as much soap as I could. I How many bars do you think you had? I probably had like 2000 bars of soap. Holy and, smokes. Yeah. And I showed up there and I paid so much money for this booth. I mean, I took the biggest risks because having a booth in Vegas is very expensive during this mm-hmm. time, you know? But I showed up, I borrowed my brother's truck, and then I have a cousin that lives in Vegas and she let me stay at her house. I was trying to save on costs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I got there and I signed up. I mean, I set up my booth and um, it was a, it was the most learning experience for me. But again, I didn't do that good. Like I barely broke even, like barely. It barely paid for my trip and all my mm-hmm. expenses. But I knew that I could do better. The main reason why I didn't do good is because um, is because I was in such a bad location. I signed up so late in the year and I was like in the middle of the convention center, like far on the opposite end of the building. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to price my products. Like I, I, I was like, okay, this bar costs a little bit more to make. So this one's $5, this one's $6, this one's $7. And I learned later, like, don't do that. Just have one for eight, three for 20 or like that, you know, mm-hmm. but I didn't to do that and I was just so new I had no idea what I was doing I took the biggest risk and I had so much fun but that that experience uh, I met an amazing lady there that became one of my really good friends and she taught me so much she's been doing booths for years she sold jewelry right next to me mm-hmm. during that experience I I was sitting, my booth was next to a guy that sold uh, drills. And so he would be drilling in tile all day and dr- telling people about these drills. And I'd have to talk about his drill. And, and I remember just going to the lady that organized the whole show and just asked her, listen, I don't want to be here. I, I, this guy is drilling all day. And I walked around the convention center and I showed up to this little area that, that was empty. And there was no, t- uh, but there was a big pillar in the center. So they didn't sell that booth space, but it was in the best location. I mean, where prime traffic was and I saw it and I'm like I can set up my table there I can just put it in front right there I know I can set up make my booth look cute like I just need a little table so I went and talked to the lady and she's like I can't do it actually other people will be upset if I let you move they're going to be wanting to move it and just cause chaos there's other people that are complaining about their locations so I told her I'm like Leanne please remember me because next year I want this spot and she's like okay I will so anyways a whole year passed I still kept doing it but um I finally um I finally one day just woke up and I was just done with my nine to five job. I felt like I was going nowhere. I felt like every day I was going to work, I was uh, digging eight holes a day and then just yeah. burying them. It's not growing. I just felt like I was not, like, it, it, even if, and I did get paid really good money, but it just wasn't worth it. I didn't care about the money. I just felt mm-hmm. like this is so not what I want to do with my life. And I just would dread work and, so it doesn't matter how much money you make is if you're not happy. That's, that's the main thing. Yeah. I, and I learned that like for a while there, I was loving the money and, and with that money that I was making at that job, I hated, I, I was able to start my small business and mm-hmm. I was able to buy equipment and every, you know, I, I keep ordering more books and ordering more ingredients. And I remember one time I was driving through Phoenix and I just got on Craigslist and I found some guy that was selling olive oil, like, 40 gallons of olive oil because some restaurant was going out of business and I showed up and I wrote him out a $600 check and I, and I was so nervous. I loaded all that olive oil up into my little dinky car. I was weighing so low and I drove <laughs> here to Mexico with that olive oil 
And I was just so nervous. Like I just, I better make my money back. Like I spent $600 on this olive oil and I was so nervous about it that maybe, maybe I'm going into above my head, you know, like <laughs> anyways. Um, but yeah, it's just amazing. Like I feel like my community supported me so much and they love my product. And I always was just get home from my job and go make a few batches of soap and then go to work and just, it was just so fun doing that for a hobby. But I definitely like, I remember one time I took like six months off where I didn't make any soap. And anyways, but the big, big, uh, move or the big change happened when, um, I was just fed up with my job. I, I didn't care about the money anymore. It wasn't making me happy. And I kind of already accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish. Like I got all my dental work done. I had had braces on for two years. Mm -hmm. I paid for all my dental work and I was just like, Hey, I have enough money saved up. Oh, I even went to Europe for three weeks. And when I got back, I was just like, I can't handle that job. Like anyway, so I went home and I was like, I'm ready. Like I'm going to move to the States and I don't care if I have to starve to death. Like I'm going to go to every farmer's market there is. I'm going to go to festivals because I knew doing the trade show in Vegas that I could sell soap. Like even though I barely broke even at that trade show, I knew that my, my product sold. And there was a mm -hmm. lady in Vegas, like this lady was incredible. She was such a great example. And I, and we'll talk about her later. She's one of my mentors, but she came up to my stand and she's like, actually, you have a talent. She's like, I will tell you, she's like in a few months or years, she's like, if you continue, your business is going to blossom. Like don't quit doing it. And she's like, here's my information. If you need any information, I'll, cause she, she's like, her and her husband run a big soap making business in, uh, in Georgia. Oh, okay. And she, and she told me that they stock about 150 stores and they make like over 2000 bars of soap a week. And she just was so inspiring. And just her, you know, her admiration of my work was so uplifting. Cause I was like kind of down there, like my mm -hmm. soap people weren't passing by and I was just like hey guys like trying to bring people into my booth it was so much work I'd be exhausted by the end of the day and it was kind of humiliating you know people messaging me how's it going and it just wasn't going that good but I knew it wasn't my product I knew it was the location you know so anyways she gave me so much information um I got I got her number and I would contact her for probably two years of my soap making business after that Anytime I had questions about the process of it or where she got ingredients, she sent me all her wholesale information where she buys all her oils and ingredients wholesale. And it was just the biggest blessing. And because of that, I always uh, cater to um, other soap makers on my, on my Instagram. Like there's, mm -hmm. I, I would say at least a fourth of the people that follow me on Instagram are soap makers and wow. they ask me questions. And I always tell them like, I might take a week to respond but I love helping other soap makers. I feel like mm -hmm. it's paying it forward. And I don't hold any, I don't give out my recipes, but I don't hold out, hold back like where I buy my ingredients and people ask me, where do you get your soap cutter? And where do you get your soap molds? And I've had so many women from India and from all these places message me pictures of their soap. Like you inspired me to make soap. And I feel like it That's brings awesome. so much joy helping women uh, grow their business or make, create a business. If I can help somebody uh, make $50 a week in those foreign countries that where they make a dollar a day. Like yeah. it's, it's amazing. So it just brings me a lot of joy. But so anyways, back to the story. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent there, but, um, but yeah, so I packed up all my stuff and it's another story about how I got to St. George, Utah, but I mm -hmm. actually 
I moved to Colorado, Denver, because I thought lots of natural people there, all this stuff. I got there. It didn't feel right. I don't know what it was, just my intuition. For the first time in my life, I understood what it meant to follow your heart. Remember that saying, which is mm-hmm. like, what does that mean? Follow your heart. It sounds so ridiculous. And but when I was there, it was just like this lack of peace. Like I, every place I'd look at, I knew I needed a garage to start my business and it was so expensive. And I just felt like uh, it just didn't feel right. I didn't want to move mm-hmm. to the traffic. So I decided to move to Bozeman, Montana because I have family there. But um, I went there just to check it out. I didn't actually move there. And, and even there, the same feeling came like just lack of peace, doubt, like, just, I knew I wouldn't be able to make a living off my soap there because it's so cold nine months out of the year. Mm. Like there's no festivals, there's no farmer's markets, there's no trade shows. Like I just was like, this is not right. And I was so discouraged. I actually was on my way to Mexico and I was driving, I drove through Salt Lake from Bozeman, Montana. And I drove to St. George. I had a sister living here at the time. And she's like, Ashley, why aren't you to be hurry to go home? Just stay here, stay here with me for a week. So I ended up staying here for a week and I just started loving it. And one morning I just woke up and she's like, Ashley, why don't you just move to St. George? She's like, Vegas is right close by. California is only five hours away. All your trade shows, Phoenix is six hours away. Like you're, you're central. Like, mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's beautiful here. It's such a small town. So I was like, okay. And so I got online. I had this, this thing. I'm like, I'm not paying over a thousand dollars a month for rent. And I have to have a garage, like my mm-hmm. garage, my factory. So I got online and the first house I saw, I, the lady's like, hey, this house isn't that nice. It's kind of run down, but it overlooks the river. The Virgin River runs right in front of the house. There's a big running trail. And when she said that, I was like, I don't care if the house is a dump. I will paint it, sand the cabinets. I don't care. I'm moving there. Like It just sounded so peaceful because I felt like the last two weeks trying to move to Colorado and Bozeman was just so much stress. Mm-hmm. Like to, to be able to rent a home that overlooks the river, like in, in, in those two states, it would be like crazy expensive, you know? Sure. So anyways, I remember coming to this house that I live in now where my business is at and, and thinking like, if I feel the way that I did in Denver and Bozeman, that doubt, that confusion, I'm out of here. Like I'm not going to try to convince myself. So I got here and I looked at that river and I saw this house and I looked at the garage and I was elated. I was so excited. I didn't have one bit of doubt in my mind. I knew this is where I needed to be. I didn't care about all the things I thought of before. Like, oh, St. George is so small. There's pure retired people here. All that just went out the door. I'm like, I love St. George. This is where I need to be. I know I'm in the right place. And it's just incredible. It was the first time in my life where I I just listened to myself and I felt so much peace. And I think about it now and I'm like, I know that it would have been a lot harder for me to make a living in Bozeman. I actually don't think I would have succeeded. And even in Denver, like I feel like it was just too expensive for my budget at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. How long ago did you move there? I moved here exactly three years ago in March. It was three years ago and uh, to the day. So I've been doing this for three years straight and, my, the first, uh, so I moved into this house. I had a friend help me load in barrels of coconut oil and olive oil. And I bought some shelves on Craigslist, the shelves that I currently have that I recently painted and updated and everything. But anyways, I remember just being afraid. Like I was afraid of what if I can't do this? What if I fail? Like and I was spending a lot of money because it takes money to make money. And I had to set everything up and all the deposit for the house and just, um, upfront costs for everything and just buying in bulk and, and mm-hmm. all of that. But anyways, I remember 
what gave me just a huge boost of confidence was I signed up for a trade show, my very first trade show since I decided that this was my business. I signed up um, for a, a trade show in, uh, in Las Vegas called uh, Queen Bee Market. And when I got there, I did really well. I mean, nice. people kept coming up to my booth and I just sold soap like crazy. And, and I went home the next day and I just counted every, all my money and I counted everything, all the sales and everything. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I, I can do this. Like I, if I just mm-hmm. did that a few times a month or like once or twice a month, or if I just, I know I can do this. Like it just gave me a huge, uh, confidence boost because I, I was scared. Like, what if I can't do this? What if I can't make it like there? It was so much work. Like I'm telling you like the first two years, cause I've been doing this for three years. I feel like this year has finally gotten easier, but the last two years I worked like, Eight, I felt like I worked 80 hours a week, like mm-hmm. late into the night till one in the morning. I remember one of my friends was over here and I just started sobbing. Like, like, does it get easier? Cause it was like a to-do list besides of Texas every day, like this, that, this, you know, I had to go register my business and I had this and that social media and just all these things, you know, but I just have learned so much. It has been so, there's been so much trial and error, so much failure so much discouragement, tears. I, I'm telling you, sweat, blood, and tears has gone into this business. And I remember the only thing that would make me feel better late at night, go fill up the hot tub, put some dang essential oils in there and just lay there. And just, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like my shoulders would burn with stress. I would have an aching in my neck. I felt like my shoulders were going to rot out of my back. Like that's how much stress I was under. But I realize now it, it, it didn't have to be that way. Like I've learned so much about managing stress and, and, and not taking, not biting off more than I can chew. But anyway, so it's just been a roller coaster ride the last uh, few years, the last two years or three since I started it. But things are getting easier now. I've gotten wiser. I've learned how to work smarter, not harder. <laughs> and and uh, so, yeah, that's how I got started. I literally just bought a book on Amazon and I had no idea what I was doing. I had so many, yeah, failed, failed batches and here I am now. So a book on Amazon all the way to having your own business. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so talk about, so I know you have a website, you talked about, um, going to some trade shows and you do some wholesale as well. How have you kind of expanded your, through your different, uh, sales channels? You started out obviously with the with the trade shows and then what, what was next? So, um, when I was living in Mexico, I, uh, I, I started posting on Instagram a lot and I would mm-hmm. do hashtags, which I didn't even know how to do hashtags. I just kind of put random stuff. I didn't have any idea how to run social media, but I remember getting a few messages from random people like out in the U S and, mm-hmm. and asking me how, how do we order your soap? And I was, I had no idea how to tell them how to order my soap. Like I didn't have a website. I mean, mostly it was just people from my community. So a friend of mine helped me build a website. And so I would get random sales like here and there. I mean, I would like 10 days would go by and then I'd get one sell. And then like, mm-hmm. you know, five days would go by and I'd get another sell. like nothing major. And I would just package there. And then people would go out to El Paso all the time in my hometown. They're always there. So I just send it with them. Hey, can you take this post office in El Paso? And they just ship it from the U S you know, but, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, the main, my main source of income in the beginning was trade shows. Like Mm -hmm. I 
signed up for at least one to two trade shows a month. And then I would do farmer's markets on the weekends. So my Saturdays were filled. Like I never ever could do anything on Saturdays. I was out at two o'clock market. It's like a farmer's market here on Saturdays. And I just, um, I, I, they have like this George fest thing here. And I would mm-hmm. just go to trade shows. Like I went to a few vegan events, um, in California. I went to a few, uh, uh, vegan festivals and other kind I felt like I was kind of just chasing that market of people that like natural stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, different craft fairs and stuff in Phoenix. And it was just so much work. I mean, so much work. I remember going to a, a women's expo in Phoenix and I paid the bucks to have a booth there. And I bare, I actually lost money. I was in the hole, like $150 after all was said and done. And there was just, times where you just made tons and it was just like nonstop sales nonstop. And sometimes it was just like, you paid not even worth it. It wasn't even worth your time at all because it was like, I was negative 150, but that's just for my, for my, like that didn't include what my time to make all the soap. Sure. So anyways, um, but from trade shows, I started getting a lot of return customers. Like people would try my product and they wanted more. So they started ordering on my website. So as time went on, I started, uh, I updated my website. I switched from uh, different website providers like hosts and mm-hmm. I, like my website took so much work and it's not even perfect. Like it has so much room for improvement and like I'm constantly, it's, I'm just a one woman show. Like during the holidays, I do hire a few women to come help me, but mm-hmm. so I'm constantly updating my website and it's like, I don't know a lot about technology. So but I do the best I can and I know there's lots of room for improvement and that's something I, I really want to work on. But, um, but I started from trade shows is where I started getting a lot of following and people wanted more and especially going to Vegas. So this, this Vegas event, I started signing up for every year. The following year when I asked that lady to remember me for next year, I, I contacted her like in August uh, the next year and she, and she said, Hey, well, this booth has a big pillar in the center. So I'm going to give you a really good deal because it's not a full booth. It's not a 10 by 10. And I was like, perfect. I don't care. I'll just cover that pillar up and I'll put my tables around it. And so she gave me such a big discount. I kind of, I kind of just like, like she gave me a certain price. I'm like, well, will you go down a little bit more? And she's like, sure. You know, so I was like, Hey, (laughs) it never hurts to ask. That's true. And so that trade show was the biggest, like, uh, I feel like that the, the going to that trade show every year has made my business grow exponentially because it was there that different people go to Vegas and they see me and they have stores, they have vineyards, wineries, like barely this last year I went, I've gone every single year for five years now. People know me, everybody knows, oh, the soap lady, like here. And I know all these employees that run the, the events now and my neighbors are usually people that have been there before that I recognize and my friend Diana that I met five years ago like mm-hmm. she's close and we um we just now I can just ace it like I don't I know exactly what I need to do I just get there this 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 make all this happen and set up my booth and anyways but um but it was there that I got a lot of following on social media I, I would hand out a card to every single person passing by I would even like I had a lot of soap crumbs and leftover samples and stuff and mm-hmm. I put them in a little my business card and just hand them out like go check out my website go check out my Instagram just handing out uh, samples try my soap come back tomorrow like go try it in your hotel and wash your hands with it and mm-hmm. come back and 
course, like 90% of those people never came back, but 10% did. And it was like, but anyways, from there, uh, I, I got uh, quite a few stores to, uh, to sell my soap like, and they came to me, they came up to me. Do you sell wholesale? And I'm like, yes, I do. And, uh, this last year, um, a couple came up to me from Becker Vineyards in Texas and there they have a huge winery there and it's a huge tourist attraction. Like lots of people go there for bridal showers and uh, bachelorette parties and mm-hmm. all these, things, you know, and they uh, contra- contracted me to make soap for them. And it, it was just such an incredible experience, like feeling, just knowing, oh my goodness, like my, my soap is being sold there. And it was all from just going to Vegas, you know? So when but people course, started- since I moved to that, Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. When people started asking you if you sold wholesale, had you ever sold sold wholesale before? Or did you just jump in and say, "Yeah, I do," and I'll I'll sell to you? Um, I had sold wholesale before because when I started my business, like after about five months here in St. George, I would go to trade shows, but I felt like I wanted to sell wholesale now because I wanted to kind of quit going to trade shows. Like trade shows are a way to start out, but trust me like you don't want to stay in that forever it is it seems so like a grind so, yeah it's a grind like no other and now doing the math and just looking back i'm just like i could have just spent that time contacting stores and because it, 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 it evens out like by the time you pay for the booth gas time expenses everything mm-hmm. like if you would have been paying yourself let's say 15 to 20 bucks an hour like you're, you're only, you're, you're only earning what you would have sold yourself for wholesale anyways, you know, like by the time you pay for things. So, but I had gone into stores in Springdale, Springdale, Utah is a little town right close to Zion National Park and Zion National Park. gets about 4 million visitors a year. So there's tons of tourism in Southern Utah. And I didn't even think about that when I moved here, but that's why I feel like I got, I was guided here because I walked into a store. I was so nervous, but this lady, from Georgia, like I would call her and she's like, Ashley, you get your soap, you have a free sample for them and you just walk in that store and just be confident and don't, if they say no, just, it, it's nothing personal. You just walk in and offer your product. I was so nervous, just shaking, just, okay, you know, just so afraid of rejection. And I walked in there, I just would walk in the stores and of course the more stores I walked into, I just felt more and more confident. And I, I walked into the store and I just, I was like, um, I asked to speak to the manager and I just talked to this lady and she ended up, um, having three stores. She was in control. She was the purchasing manager of three stores in Springdale. And she looked at myself and she's like, yes, we would love to sell yourself. And I just remember feeling so blessed and so grateful, just so happy. And so I stocked her three stores and then, and she's like, please don't stock all the stores in Springdale. But I ended up stocking two more stores. And from there, I just, People came to me. It's so weird. Even in Vegas, um, a, a couple that runs uh, Antelope Canyon, which is um, in Page, Arizona, where all the slot canyons are, like they run all these tours. And they met me in Vegas. And I'm like, I had been dreaming of getting myself in Page, Arizona, because I know there's so many tourists there. And they found me in Vegas at that trade show. And they're like, hey, we run this tour thing. We'd love to sell yourself. So now they're selling it. And it's just like, it's just like going, you know, it's just starting awesome. to Yes, in Vegas, when they would ask me, I had already sold in Springdale. So, so talk about you kind of touched on it a little bit. Talk about your Instagram following. You have over forty thousand followers. What have you done uh, besides some maybe some of the word of mouth stuff at the trade shows to kind of grow that community? So, um, 
the main thing that I did is I got on YouTube and I just Googled how to gain a large following on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I watched like three or four videos and, um, and I know things have changed because it's 2020. When I watch these videos, it's how to grow a large following in, in 2019 or 2018, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so uh, they talked about different hashtags, how to use hashtags and even doing that. When I first started out, I would follow, 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 follow a bunch of people. And then I had this app that told me who wasn't following me back and I would unfollow them, you know, mm -hmm. but that was, I quickly learned that is not efficient and it's not organic because those people don't like, eventually you start losing more followers because they didn't follow you on purpose. They just, you know, so anyways, um, I just started one of the biggest, biggest changes in my social media is last year um, in May, I went to the Handcrafter Soap and Cosmetic Guild in, uh, in um, uh, Dallas, Texas. And they had a class on making live videos because people love to see you make something like sure. love seeing you at work. They love seeing behind the scenes. Um, they love to see the artists at work, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I got home and I think at that time I had probably 10,000 followers, but, and the way I had gotten them was just follow, follow, follow and unfollow. And I would do it every day. Just follow, 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 follow. I, I would even get blocked sometimes on Instagram because I follow too many people in one day and unfollow, <laughs> you know? So it just wasn't efficient. And, um, but I had like 10,000 followers at that time. And then when I went to that handcrafted soap and cosmetic guild and took that class, the lady just talked about showing the artists behind the, the work, you know, and making live videos and doing IGTV videos. And it just scared the heck out of me. But I got home. I bought myself a tripod on Amazon with a little light, round light. And, mm -hmm. my, and I bought a little microphone thing that eventually I, I ended up realizing it's pointless to have. But I remember I just went for it. I, I turn on my live video and I wasn't even that ready. Like I, I, I was so nervous. I was like, Hey everybody, um, it's Ashley. And I just think about it now. And I was so unprofessional. And I remember just messing up batches. Like I, I, uh, I hadn't even tested some of the batches out yet. Like I remember making a shaving bar with rosin, pine rosin, which causes the soap to reach trace really quick. So you have to mix only one uh, mold at a time. And it's just going hard in the bowl. And I'm just sweating because all these people are watching me and I'm like whatever I'm more guys, concerned about the people yeah I'm just like guys well this is my soap and, and, and it's getting hard and just you know bear with me this is a new batch I've never made it before and this and that and oh my goodness and I remember one time it, it gets hot in my garage in the summer and uh I was wearing a shirt that showed my like show you when you sweat you know and I finished a, a, a live video and my I come in the house and and my cousin's like, actually, I'm watching your video and it shows your sweat on your back. Like, oh my gosh, that's embarrassing. So I'm like, I have to, I, I got to get up. So I get up and I, and I just face, I like put the phone in front of my face and I'm just like, hey guys. And I just turn, turn it back on. And I'm like, you guys all know, like my garage is so hot. And you know what? I sweat. I just, you, you have to accept reality sometimes. Like I just kind of made it like if I didn't even care. And everybody thought it was just so adorable and oh my gosh, like uh, whatever, you know, and I just made it like I didn't care about it. I was dying inside. I was so embarrassed. I'm never wearing that shirt again. And in the video, I'm like, I said something like, well, at least now I know for next time, don't ever wear this shirt again. <laughs> but anyways, it's impressive it was, that you had, you had the guts to get back on there and, and talk to him again about it. 
Yeah. I don't know what to do. I was just like, okay, so embarrassing. But I just learned so much from that lady. And she just talked about how she uh, got so many orders by doing live videos. And uh, she, like, people would pre order, you know, she'd have it set up on her website where she would make a live video and then just tell them they could go pre order. So I just started messing with it and I started realizing that I love it. I have so much fun. I kind of like the thrill of, of the nervousness. Like mm -hmm. and, and when I'm done, it's like I'm calmer and I'm just going with it and talking to people. And so uh, IGTV videos, um, posting every day. That's another thing I learned on those articles that I read and on those videos I watched on YouTube, posting every single day, um, different hashtags, like how to use different hashtags and like not using the same hashtags every day. I remember I would just copy the same hashtags and just copy the same hashtags, you know? But now it's just like switch them up. Like only use the same hashtags like once every two weeks or something. And mm -hmm. and uh, uh, so just learning that. And then my, yeah, just my live videos, uh, IGTV videos and just posting every day, interacting. And another thing um, is uh, answering people. Like, mm -hmm. So many times I would get questions underneath my posts and stuff. And I still kind of struggle with it because I get so many comments now. And, and because soap makers know that I'm willing to help them and answer their questions, I get so, so many questions that I get overwhelmed sometimes. I feel like I'm kind of reaching a point now where I feel like I need to hire someone to help out so much work. But, um, but just responding to people, like when people know that you're real and that you're down to earth and even, even making mistakes, like, like it was good that I made mistakes mm -hmm. on those things because it lets people know that that you're a normal person. You make mistakes and, and it's like you're doing it and, and people just like it and they love supporting local and um and, or just handmade and mm -hmm. uh products that are like sustainable for the environment and things like that. So how often do you go live on Instagram? Um Probably like maybe once every two weeks, once a week, depending on how much I'm making. Like during Christmas time, I start making soap in September for Christmas. So I am working. I mean, I'm batching making soap every single day, the entire month of September, mm -hmm. October. So I, when I have so much going on that I'm, I'm constantly just making live videos and okay guys, you know, but I feel like during the year when I have all my batches already made and like everything's, it's like, I'm not making, you know, I'll make a batch once every two weeks, once every three weeks. So during the year, um, whenever I make a batch, I don't skip on, out on my videos or IGTV videos. Like I never just go in my garage and make a batch without showing anybody what I did or because I don't make them as often, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I try to do it at least once a week or twice or tw uh, once every two weeks. Awesome. Um, what would you say is, uh, the best tool that you've found as a small business owner that maybe other small business owners might benefit from? So I would say hands down, uh, reach out to, um, to local, uh, small business development centers. They're available in every city. There's, they want you to grow your small business. They, they want you to, uh, they want to help entrepreneurs because, uh, entrepreneurs build the economy. They local, small, like they want to help you build the economy. And so it benefits them too, when you succeed. And so I didn't even know about the small business development center until someone mentioned it to me and they have helped me in every way imaginable. Like 
They help me sign up uh, or register my business as an LLC. They help me go through all the paperwork. They help me sign up, like get an EIN number, to, uh, tax, tax for exemption. tax. Yeah, all my stuff with ta- taxes was something that was like so foreign to me. It would scare me. I hated the word. I didn't know how much to charge. I was just always scared. I wasn't doing it right. Like, what if I got audited? Like, if, is this correct? Am I? But they just helped me so much. They got me in touch with this, uh, with other. Um, they, they just helped me mostly with that. And then um, uh, recently, I went and talked to him again and. They can. They got me in touch with different graphic designers, um, different, different, uh, anything I needed. They had a connection with somebody, some information with accounting, like somebody that could help me with accounting, and somebody that can help me run QuickBooks. They helped me get set up with QuickBooks. They actually uh, helped me sign up for a class to run QuickBooks, so I can run my business on there and send invoices to my wholesale customers and keep track of all my wholesale accounts and uh, who's paid me and who hasn't and who's mailed a check and. Like just everything, QuickBooks has, I, I don't even know how I would survive without it. And I didn't even know about it. Like I didn't know how to use it. They actually had a guy one-on-one with me and uh, helped me learn how to use it. And then recently, something that just brought so much gratitude to my life and just, I couldn't believe how ready they are and willing to help me and to help business, small businesses grow. It's just incredible. I was so surprised, so shocked. I felt like it was like too good to be true, but I made an appointment with, uh, with Jeff matters. He's the guy that runs it here in St. George, but they're everywhere. They're in every city. And, um, he told me that they help small businesses with continued education. And at that time I had signed up for a convention in, in Vegas, a business convention, like a mm-hmm. conference, uh, uh, for, for business, like, uh, just inspiration to run businesses, grow businesses, all that. And they, I, I sent them all my information and how much I paid for the, uh, for the conference and everything. And they literally mailed me a check like three day, three weeks later, paying me back for what I paid to go to that convention because That's they, amazing. All businesses uh, with continued education and I didn't even expect it I had no idea but when they told me about it, I'm like well I signed up for this and then um, also I was signed up to go to Hartford Connecticut to the Handcrafters Soap and Cosmetic Guild because last year when I went it revolutionized my whole business like I got mm-hmm. back I sold every bar of soap on sale everything was on sale for 20 I was like I'm getting rid of all this I'm starting new recipes new batches like new techniques I learned so much that it's like, I never wanted to go another year without going to that guild. Cause there's so many incredible soap makers there and skincare uh, people that make homemade skincare and, and there's scientists there and people that explain what's happening in your product, like why it's doing this. If you have a problem, take that problematic soap to the conference, show them this is happening. What, what is it? They explain it. it, it just incredible that, that, Continuing education is so important. I learned that. Like, if I would have known, I would have signed up for that like four years ago when I first started my business. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I had signed up for the convention in Hartford, Connecticut, and they were going to pay for it. Like, I sent them the receipts, everything it cost, and then this whole thing happened with the coronavirus, and so mm-hmm. it got canceled. But they were going to send me a check for it. And I ended up emailing him, let him know it got canceled, that we don't need to worry about it anymore. But when I got that check for that conference in Vegas, I I just, I actually was in tears. Like, I couldn't believe that we live in such an incredible country where people want you to grow your business. There's support out there. There's help. People 
uh, uh, cheering you on and, and people that are willing to ed- help you get educated and help you grow. Like they are the kindest people. They are paid to help you grow your business. And it was just, I felt so much gratitude for this country and for the freedom here to do that kind of stuff because stuff like that does not exist in other countries. In Mexico, that is not, that, that is non-existent, you know? So I just, I felt so much gratitude and I just feel like there's, there's help out there. Like anybody that wants to start a small business, if you just look into different small business development centers or um, uh, different things, even women, like if women want to start a business, there's other different things going on where they help women entrepreneurs and you just have to look and start applying and send in just research, you know, because there is help out there. They want you to, they love entrepreneurs. They want you to grow, you know? That's awesome. I had no idea that existed. I'm sure that's, that's a, a secret that a lot of people don't know about. So thanks for sharing that. Um, so you kind of alluded to a mentor that you have in Georgia, um, talk about your mentor and kind of what she's she's taught you over time. So this uh, lady, she came up to my booth in Vegas and just told me, any, you know, she's like, you're, you have a gift, like your product is amazing and it's just going to continue to get better. She's like, don't give up. Like her and her husband run their business. They sell to 150 stores. And anyway, she just gave me all of her information. She said, contact me anytime you have any questions, contact me. She's like, I, I, I'm going to email you. She sent me an email and she sent me all of her list of where she buys all her ingredients wholesale, um, where she buys all her essential oils from. And for two years, like it has only been maybe a year that I haven't contacted her for any, with any questions about soap making, but for two years, she was just so willing to help me. And, uh, I remember her saying, Ashley, just know that, uh, it gets easier. And she's like, done is better than perfect. Always remember that. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get it done, you know? And, and I'm such a perfectionist that I have spent so much time on stuff that's unnecessary because I want it to be perfect. Sure. And, and, uh, so that just really stayed with me. Like done is better than perfect. And so, so many times that like, even during Christmas, like the rush, the holidays, um, so much going on, I get so overwhelmed. Um, I, I have to think about that. Like, just just get it done. It doesn't have to be perfect. People understand that you're a small business, that it's all handmade. It's hand cut. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect, you know? And um, she, you know, another thing that she taught me is paying it forward and just helping other people. And I've noticed that on social media. Like, people know that I'm willing to help other soap makers. And I remember somebody asking me, like, well, aren't you, you know, aren't they your competition? And I remember asking her that her name was Candy. And she, uh, uh, I asked her, I'm like, Candy, why are you so sweet? Like, why do you want to help me? And she's like, Ashley, there is no way that we can make enough soap for everyone in this country. Like I can barely keep my 150 store stock. Like my business is so small. There's no way I can make enough soap for everyone in this country. I want to help other women grow. It was so inspiring to me. And I was just like, I'm going to be like that. I, I made that decision in my mind. I'm always going to help people because whether I help someone or not, if somebody has a desire to make soap, they can get on YouTube and find recipes anywhere. Just like I did. I got on Amazon and bought Mm -hmm. a book. Like if people want to make soap, if I help them or not, they're going to make it. So if I want to help them, it's like, I'm not going to hold back my information because I don't feel like they're my competition. And how much time do you think it saved you by her giving you all of her wholesale sources? I mean, how much time learning that? (laughs) 
it saved me. I mean, even just all her little techniques and tricks, yeah. like why is this and goat's milk bars, like how do you do this? And oh, I, I, there's no way to even measure how much time, but hours, awesome. and hours, lots of trial and error. Like she saved me from so much uh, trial and error because um, I, it's like just, you know, she saved me from making mistakes. And of course, I still made millions of mistakes and I send her pictures of myself and why is it doing this and that and this and that, you know, but. Anyway, she, she inspired me. So now I, I always help soap makers on my website, on, on Instagram, social media. Like I'm not afraid of competition. And I feel like that has actually helped me gain a big following too, because I'm not afraid to share information and people, I don't share my recipes. I de- there's definitely stuff that I do keep the personal it's for my business. And I don't, yeah. you know, my, my recipes are personal, but, um, but techniques and just books like, Hey, you know, I want to make soap. What book do you recommend? Things like that. Or how do you get that color? Or, you know, my soap's doing this. Why is it doing this? What can I do? And, and another thing too, is even being on social media, like I would ask other soap makers questions and they would respond and they would answer me and they weren't mean. They weren't uh, rude about it. They were just, yeah, they That's were awesome. Help. So I think my, this mentor, like she mostly just talked taught me to give back like and not being afraid of competition because if someone there's no way I can make enough soap for everybody and if someone's going to make soap they're going to make it like whether I help them or not you know so yeah that's that's awesome a lot of a lot of great lessons that she taught you and and gave you so much in the process um what would you um what would you say is the best moment in the history of your business so far if you had to pick just one Oh, that is such a hard question. Um, I, 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 I feel like there's so many incredible moments in my business, just like aha moments and moments where I feel like I was just guided, like some, like I just felt so washed over, like God loves me so much. I feel so blessed. And, but I feel like I, I would say the first day that I made a sell, my first sell when that lady came over and bought 12 bars of soap, it, it instilled in my mind, or it just gave me that confidence that knowing that I can do like, I can, I have a product that sells mm-hmm. and like, that's one of the hardest things for an entrepreneur is like so many people want to be an entrepreneur and they want to start a business, but they have no idea what to do. Like, okay, well, I'm good at this. Well, I love doing this, but it's like, they don't know how, like what they could make or what. So, and I had never even dreamed about making soap or owning my own business. Nothing. Like it just fell into my hands. Like I saw the social media post and here I am ordering a book on Amazon. And, but that day that she came over and bought 12 bars of soap in one whack, like I knew that I, I can do this. Like, and that was I your first sale. It was my first sale, 12 bars of soap. And it was just like, I didn't even charge her enough. I only charged her three bucks. Like it was, I didn't even make money off it hardly I mean I did but not a lot and so I'm just like but it was so uh just it was such an incredible feeling like the joy the the inspiration that it gave me knowing that I actually made something that I can sell and so that is where it just skyrocketed from there and I just kept making more batches and kept posting on Facebook and and every cell just like more confident do this and yeah, but there's so many stories. I mean, that's just one of the main ones just because it was in the beginning and I was so insecure and wondering what people are going to think and scared of what if they don't like it and what if the smells aren't strong enough and just the fear of the unknown, you know, but mm-hmm. she definitely conquered a lot of fears that day. So what's next for Ashley Marie soap? What do you see in the future? 
Um, uh, what I see in the future is um, definitely hiring employees. And that's one of the hardest things about having your own business and starting from small as a one person business, because it's so hard to give up some of the duties to other people because you feel like, what if they don't do it right? They're not going to package these cute. They're not going to care about as much as I do. And another thing I learned from my mentor, Candy from Georgia, she told me, Ashley, just know that anyone you hire is only going to care about your business about 20%. Like they're, they're not going to care near as much about your business as you are. So you have to be willing to take that. Like if they're not doing it good, just tell them how to do it and be patient, you know? And, um, anyways, so I feel like what's next for my business is I want to, I've already, uh, quit doing trade shows. So this is the first year where I was like, I know I have enough consistent online orders where I don't have to do trade shows. And I, and if things get slow, I would rather spend my time contacting stores and selling wholesale than going to trade shows because I just did the math and it just wasn't worth it anymore for me. Mm-hmm. It's so time. But uh, so that was a big leap for me because I did trade shows every twice a month. I mean, I was gone consistently. I'd get home, make more soap, go to trade shows. Get home, make more soap, go to trade shows. Out of town, constantly driving everywhere. And just, I learned so much though. I don't regret anything, but um but I feel like, so that was a big leap was not signing up for trade shows this year. And just, I really want to hire uh, somebody to help me with online marketing. I want someone to help me create Google ads, um, Facebook ads, like all that stuff is just always on the back burner because I've never created an ad before on social media. Like, and I see all these ads going down on Facebook and I'm like, why am I not doing that? But I don't know how to do it. And I don't have time. I'm like, I'm making the soap. I'm packaging orders. I got more ingredients to order. It's like, it's never ending. Like yeah. when you own your business, you have to know that you're working a hundred hours a week for yourself so that you're not working 40 hours for someone else. But that's why it's so important to be passionate about what you're doing because it's a lot of work. It's not for the faint in heart. Like it is yeah. a lot of, it takes a certain character and personality to be able to do it. But if you want it bad enough, like I know that you can do it and I, I mean, I'm doing it, you know, and, but anyways, yeah, I would like to hire somebody to help me with social media more, um, especially social media ads, like Facebook ads, online marketing, um, Google ads. And uh, I would love to get to where my sales are more so consistent that I can hire somebody full time to come over and just help package orders, ship orders. Because yeah. that takes a lot of time to get all those soaps and package them all cute, the way I package them and all of that. Um um, so yeah, just from there, just hiring employees and full-time employees, like at least one or two to start out with. And, and I feel like that's where it's at though, is learning to let go of the control. Yeah. And that's takes, a tough thing to do. It is. It takes discipline and it takes a lot of, uh, awareness of your thinking patterns, like just giving up that control so that they can focus on that and gives me time to focus on bettering my recipes, um, increasing my, my, uh, uh, my inventory or, uh, my products. Like, Hey, I want to make a liquid shampoo bar this time. I want to make a lotion bar, but I never have time for that. Cause I'm so busy doing all these other things that it's like, I can't grow here. So yeah, there's a lot of challenges and it's, it's just having that discipline. So yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> that's great. So we're talking about the future. So let's talk about the past next. So if you could hop in a time machine and go back to 
the beginning of of your business and and tell your past self give give your past self one piece of advice what would that advice be um if i could go back and give myself one piece of advice it would be to to learn to let go a little bit like for example this is and i'm not sure if i'm saying that right but when i first started out my business i uh, I would, I would label my soap with burlap and lace. And if you scroll down on my social media, like for two years ago, you'd see those posts, you know, but I would hand cut burlap. I would hand cut lace. And then I would uh, punch a hole in the labels. Cause I would order them from Vistaprint and, uh, I would order them from Vistaprint and I would punch a hole in them and glue with a glue gun, the label on the back of the soap. And then I would glue a little button and glue the tag on every so single every bar. had that. And I remember going to Vegas with that. And I had my nieces over at my house helping me. I had my sisters over helping me. Like it was so much work. And for two years, for two full years, I did that. And it was dreadful because it would take me just as long to label the soap as it did to make it. And, and I didn't want to let go. I thought my business, the only reason why my soap sells is because, um, uh, is because my labels, they're so cute and people just think it's so boutique-ish and that's why they're willing to pay $7 for it because it's so cute. Mm-hmm. And, and so I wouldn't let it go. And I just, I, I remember last year, not this year that just passed in, 20, uh, in uh, 2019, but in 2018, I hired a lady to come label my soap and she literally looked at me and she's like, this is not worth it. Like, this is so not worth it. And I ended up just kind of halfway labeling them and just took them to the big event in Vegas. And anyways, I just couldn't let go. I was so stuck on these labels and like, oh no, my business won't grow. Like my business won't, you know, but meanwhile I'd be online and like all these other soap makers have just paper, craft paper labels, adorable mm-hmm. and cute labels. It's like they're selling their soap for $8 a bar. And I'm like, no, my soap won't sell. I just feel like, we tend when we first start now as a business, like at least me, I, 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 I was too afraid to change because I felt like how it was going was working. I was D- selling. Don't change it. anything. Yeah. Don't change anything, you know? And I would even ask certain people in my family. And I remember my sister-in-law said, actually, your soap is so cute. I just love it. And it's so cute to decorate my, your bathroom with. And, and finally one day, um, it was actually last year in 2019, right after that trade show in 2018 in Vegas, I came home and I was done with those. I was like, I don't care if I lose all the customers that I have right now and have to rebuild new customers because of the change in my labels. I don't care because I don't want people decorating their bathrooms with my soap anyways. I want them to use it because Mm -hmm. I want them to buy it, you know? So I came home, I I hired a professional graphic designer and I invested a lot. Like he, he charged me 75 bucks an hour. And I, we created these craft labels and I wanted a cute little picture on them. I got ideas from Pinterest and other soap companies looking at their labels. And I just had an idea in my mind. I changed my logo first of all, which that was so hard to do. And so many people, Oh, I love your logo. But this professional graphic designer that I really trusted was like, Ashley, that logo is such a waste of space. Like he, he explained it to me. And if you go scroll down my social media, you'll see how ridiculous my old label was. 
and my old logo, but it was so unprofessional. I, I remember I had paid five bucks on Fiverr to have some random person make that logo. So it was just like, I couldn't change my logo. I, I would listen to what people said, Ashley, your soap is so cute. And it's like your baby. This, yeah. Instead of listening to my gut feeling that, you know what, I need to work smarter, not harder like this labeling. So I would dread it. I would make a back to to soap, see it curing on the shelves. And I'm like, I have to label that. Like it's still going to take three hours to do that, you know, but it was incredible. Like when I, after that trade show, like the, the time consumption of my life trying to label all those bars for that show. And I remember I finally just got home, got rid of all the burlap. I sold it on Craigslist. I come get this big roll of burlap and I hired this guy and we worked hours, hours and hours. And I it was like, and even on my logo, like we redid my logo probably 50 times. And I remember just sobbing, like, I hate it. I don't like it. And I would love it. Yes, I love it. Next day, wake up, look at, I hate it. Go back. <laughs> I love it. Next day, I hate it. Like, oh, I felt bad. He, I was getting on his nerves. But just like, just listening to your gut and following your intuition and, and not being afraid to let go because it, it will event, it blesses you. Like when I finally switched from burlap and lace and button and glue guns, I would have big bags of glue sticks with glue guns. I get burned. My hands were burned, just all this crazy stuff. And, um, when I switched to that and went to my first trade show in, in, I remember it was in uh, Phoenix, not one person said a thing. And when I switched it all over, like a few people said, wow, I think probably like three people said, wow, you changed your labels. You're not doing the burlap anymore. And I'm like, no, but my customers, they still ordered. They still bought it. It didn't phase them. And it was like, I had labels cut. They're already pre-cut. You pull it off the thing, put it on the soap. It took me, I saved myself instead of two and a half hours, three hours uh, of labeling every batch. It took me a half an hour. Boom, 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 boom. Like, the difference was of night and day. And it was just like, even my logo, like it's so basic and just like, anyways, I just, I can't, that was another major, major game changer in my business. And it, it, I finally just paid attention to myself because it wasn't working. Like, mm-hmm. like when you, when it's not working, listen to what it's telling you. Like your life is consumed by something that is not necessary. And if you're afraid to lose customers because of it, then, oh, well, you'll gain new customers, you know? Yeah. Well, it was major, but that's, yeah. That's definitely a good one. Um, so one thing, uh, one of the last things here, uh, you've been gracious enough to offer uh, the listeners uh, a discount on your soap. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so if any of you would like to try my all-natural handmade soap, I make it with the best ingredients. I only use virgin coconut oil, virgin olive oil, shea butter, avocado oil, um, coconut oil, or yeah, castor oil. And I only use essential oils for uh, fragrance. I don't use any synthetic fragrance oils. I'm very, very passionate about what I put on my skin because our skin uh, is the largest organ in, on our body or in our body. And it absorbs like within seconds. And, um, and I would just, if you guys are interested in trying my soap out, um, you, uh, I have a coupon that you can just go to my website, ashleymariesoap.com. And if you just type in the coupon, like if you add to the cart, whatever sense that you would like to try, um, uh, when you're checking out in the coupon box, just type in SOAP, all capital, S-O-A-P, and you get 10% off. And uh, that'll be uh, an that'll easy be- one to remember. 
Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah. You want to give it a try? You're welcome to, and you get the 10% off. So Awesome. Well, thank you very much for, for being on with me today. Uh, where, where else can our listeners find you uh, online? Um, you, if you would like to watch me make live videos, if you want to watch my IGTV videos, um, or just my posts and random stuff, go to my Instagram. That's where I post the most. That's where I have the most following. Um, my Instagram portal, or I'm not sure if that's what it's called, but my Instagram is, uh, Ashley Marie. So M A R I E. Okay. So Ashley Marie soap. And then my website's ashleymariesoap.com. And I also, uh, post on Facebook. So if you don't have Instagram, you just have Facebook, you can follow me or like my page, um, Ashley Marie soap. And then I recently created a YouTube, uh, uh, channel, Ashley Marie soap as well. Um, and that's where I post all my IGTV videos. I only have two IGTV videos up there, but for future, in the future, I'm going to start posting them there. So if people want to see how I made my shaving bar or my shampoo bar that I'm going to make here in the next uh, week or so, or they want to see how I made my loofah bar that's really good for exfoliating. I use like a natural loofah plant inside the soap. Um, I post those and, and how I make you make yellows or greens and how I color my soap. And if you want to see all that, then you can go to my YouTube account and watch my live, uh, my videos there. So yeah. Perfect. Well, we'll, li- we'll link all those accounts, the website, all that good stuff into the, in the show notes. So if anyone's looking for them, uh, they'll be on the podcast as well. Um, again, thank you for taking the time with me today. Uh, really appreciate it. you have an awesome story and thanks for sharing it with us. Thank you so much, Craig. I appreciate you, uh, having me on your show and, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Wish you all the best and thanks again. All right. Thank you. Wow. Ashley had a lot of awesome things to share. Uh, a couple things that stood out to me, Ashley talked about how she really learned there's a right and wrong way to do social media. Going out, following a bunch of people, then unfollowing them may increase your numbers in the short term, but honestly, it's better to have 250 engaged, loyal fans of your business than 2,500 people who don't care. Uh, If you want an example of how to engage in social media, follow Ashley. She does an awesome job. The other big takeaway was don't be afraid to change. She was killing herself creating handmade labels on thousands of bars of soap. She finally decided to make the change to traditional printed labels and decrease the amount of time she spent labeling her product by 80%. With no decrease in sales or customer satisfaction. That is truly unbelievable. Likely there's something that's been nagging you about your business that you've been afraid to change, so you just haven't done it yet. This week, take action, test out a new solution, see if there's a better way. If it works, make the change. If you found value in today's episode, please take one minute right now and share the link to this episode to a few of your friends or take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at Craig Staley and at Ashley Marie Soap so Ashley knows you enjoyed the interview. If you'd like to learn more about our guest today or be a future guest on the Small Business School, go to craigstaley.com slash podcast for more info. And of course, it would mean the world to me if you'd click subscribe or write a review for the Small Business School in your podcast app of choice. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.